Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. If you'll just turn with me tonight, uh, we're going to start off with, uh, I got a couple scriptures I think I want to lead off with. Um, we're going to start off with John 12, 26. Alright, in John 12, 26 it says, If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. And then I want to go to Romans 12, 3 through 6. And it says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than they ought to think, but to think soberly, according to God hath dealt him every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us. And that's where I'm going to stop. If you'll go ahead and just pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, God, we just love and praise you this evening. God, thank you, God, for this opportunity to be in your house. God, I just pray, God. Lord, God, that you would move over this message, God, over these words, God, Lord, that they would not fall upon deaf ears, but God, fall upon ears, God, Lord, that they would impact, God, that they could take these away from this place, God, Lord, taking, God, Lord, take you with them, God, Lord, they can take these, God, apply them to their lives, God, and words, God, Lord, that they need to hear, God. I just pray, God, Lord, for your anointing, God, to fall, God, that you would just, uh, just speak through me, God, Lord, these words, God, Lord, let it be my voice, but your words, God. Lord, to just speak to these people, God, in Jesus' beautiful, wonderful name, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. That is courtesy, not a command, as Brother Mason would say. So, in my last few scriptures in the Romans, it said, well, I want to preach on this topic. I better get to that. What doth hinder you? I was just working one night, and it's like, it probably about a month ago after, well, I knew I was going to have to be doing this, but... About a month ago, it really hit home, and I'm like, oh, man, it's a month ago. I need to be thinking this. So I'm working, and I'm like, all right, God, you know, what are you going to have me teach, preach, just talk about? What is, what is it? And just, I don't even know why, but it's like, what doth hinder you? All right, I'm like, okay, where do I go from that? And I'm just kind of searching Scripture, reading my Bible every day like I do, just normal Scriptures, and I'm on a reading plan, so I'm just kind of reading through that. But it's just, what doth hinder you? This stuff kind of applies to my life, you know. Um, a few years back, when Brother Luke St. Clair was here, he had uh, done his preaching, and he prophesied to me, telling me that I was going to do Bible studies. All right, I don't know the time. I, at the time, I was only a year, two years into this, maybe. I'm like, me? Do Bible studies? I'm going to teach people about the Word. But it's one of those things that, uh, through the years of listening, I know that God has a timeline. Not my timeline, but He's going to take it and apply it to my life. But as my scriptures read... It is, you know, we're all considered the body of Christ. We all, you know, bring different things to the table. We have something different that we can do for the work for the Lord. You know, some of us are up here preaching, teaching. Some of us take care of the church behind the scenes. Some of us do the yard work as Brother Freddie does. You know, we all have different works that we can do for the Lord. 
And not one thing is greater than the other. You know, too many people look at this and think, oh, well, our pastor, you know, we would not be able to go without our pastor. Well, that's true, but you wouldn't be able to have a church without your congregation, without your members in here cleaning the church, cleaning the pews, the windows. You wouldn't have a church without those tithes and offerings. So that's why I want to, you know, not one thing is greater than the other. And too many times we, we focus on that and we think, you know, we're not good enough or we haven't been in this long enough. We, we're, not, we're not good enough for God to use us in this work. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Okay, now too many times we let what other people think and say affect what we do for the work of God. We all have a past. Some of us grew up in this, but you still have things I'm sure that you went through. Some of us didn't grow up in this, and we all have things that we did go through, and we all have a past. And I think we let that hinder us a lot. We think that people are looking at us and saying, well, you're not worthy enough to speak, God, speak for God. You've done this in your past. You know, you, you went out and you were a partier. You know, you were an alcoholic. But that's not true. God has called many people, and we can all change through the grace of God, and that's what the Holy Ghost is. And too, and too many times we let what we think other people are thinking hinder us. See, it's, it's not even, they may not even be thinking that, but in our mind, it was, Satan's dealing with us. He's telling us, you know, they're back there, they're casting judgmental eyes on you, but that may not even be what they're talking about. They might not be talking anything about you. And I think what, that biggest thing that we're facing is fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of just anything is what our biggest thing that hinders anybody from doing anything is fear. Dictionary.com defines fear as a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., whatever it may be, whether the threat is real or imagined. The feeling or condition of being afraid. So that right there tells me that the fear, it may not even be real, but it's something that we feel. It's something that comes from Satan. And that's something that we need to look past whenever we feel a calling on our life is that we need not let fear hinder us because that is not of God. If you're doing the work of God and you're afraid, that is Satan doing a work on you. Do, just remember, you're probably doing something right if you're afraid because that's Satan putting that fear in you. Now there's four particular men in the Bible that I want to talk about that I think dealt with this in some form of fashion and, and most of the time got over it. We have David, of course. You know, he dealt with some fear whenever he was first anointed as a young boy. He, he was told that he was going to be king. Now, this is when King Saul, a mighty man of God, was king at the time. He was a head and shoulders above the rest. Could you imagine someone telling you, well, you're going to be king and he's going to be removed. And he's the, you know, the tallest man there. You know, it's hard to believe, but, but whenever throughout the stories, when, Dave, when you read about David and his life, you find out that, you know, God does remove that calling from Saul. He does remove his anointing, and Saul realizes this, that David is more anointed than him. And so Saul seeks after David's life. So David is fearful for his life. He is afraid, and he has to run from King Saul. Moses also feared for his life. He was one that was grew up. He was born of the children of Israel, but this was in a time whenever Pharaoh was having all the young men killed. Well, Moses... His mom tried saving him. He was in a basket. All the, all the little kids were in a basket, and they had to float you know, down the river. Well, he ended up in the house of Pharaoh, grew up kind of as an Egyptian, but one day he's out amongst his people, and he realizes he's not one of those Egyptians. He really is one of the children of Israel, and in his 
just a time of confusion and seeing this, he, he sees one of his brethren being mistreated by an, an Egyptian guard. And seeing this, Moses acts and he smites the guard and kills him. So Moses, after this, he knows that Pharaoh's going to be after him for his actions. So he is afraid for his life and he runs from Pharaoh. All right, we move on to Gideon. We all know about Gideon. He wasn't a very big man, but Gideon was also a man that was a leader of an army. But God had called Gideon to lead an army to kill the Midianites. Okay? He had a great army to start out with. There was like 20-some thousand men. He had a great army, but God said, that's too many. I need to use you. You know, I want this, you know, to show that I'm the one who did this work and not the people. So, so he tells Gideon, he goes, all right, go out and, you know, tell the people, you know, that I want the people who are afraid or whatever, you can go. He's like, so then he loses 20,000 men right there. And so he's left, he's still left with 10,000 some men. God says, that's too many. That's still too many. He's like, what? Okay. But Gideon, he was so afraid whenever God was doing this, that he was, that he would die in the hand of the Midianites because they were such a, a mighty army that he put three fleeces out before the Lord because he was so unsure. And another guy, he's not really, it doesn't really say a whole lot that he was really afraid for his life or anything because I don't think he really was, but Noah. We all know about Noah and his building of the ark, but he's one of those guys that he feared the Lord, and that was his fear, but that's a good fear to have is the fear of the Lord. Because that's the only thing that you really need to be fearful of is that you are in his will. But that is one thing that Noah was afraid of. He was called to build an ark in a time when no one knew rain. I, I think I'd be afraid of that right there. Be afraid of all these people that are around me. You're building an ark for what, for what Noah? Uh, for the rain that's going to... What? The rain? All right. You know, so... All right. I want to flip to Philippians 4.13 and read this scripture. And it says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And by this, it's where I know that no matter what I'm afraid of, no matter what's going on in my life, I can make it through because God is right there beside me. He's told me that he would never leave me, never forsake me. That is in his word. That is biblical. And so I think it's also by this scripture that these four men that I read about focus their living and their work for the Lord. So David, you know, he looked upon this. He's like, you know, all right, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So after, you know, he gets, he's done with Saul or whatever, you know, David's also the guy who battled a giant. He's, he was a little guy, not very big. I'd say, I'd say he's little or me. I want to feel big. No. <laughs> but he was, he was not a very big guy, and it states that in the Word. And he was come down just to bring food and water and drink to his brother who was at the battle battling the Philistines. Okay? Well, David, his brothers are like, David, what are you doing here? You just want to see what's going on. But instead, he hears Goliath trash-talking the children of God. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to put up with this. And so he goes to King Saul and says, I will go and battle this guy. You know, I will take him. Because the whole time Goliath's calling, just send your best guy out. Send your biggest and best guy out. And they send David. <laughs> he's like, really? All right. When Goliath saw this, you know, he had to laugh. He had to chuckle. 
But David, he was not fearful for this situation. The Bible does not state that he was fearful at this time. So they're like, we're going to gird you with armor. We're going to, you know, get you all ready for this battle. So they try putting this armor on him. He was so little that this, he couldn't even wear his armor. It was too heavy. He couldn't even carry the sword. So David, he just is like, all right, I can't battle in this. This is just going to weigh me down. That would make me afraid enough to know that I'm just going to go out there looking like this. No. So he went out and he battled Goliath. He just took up five stones. He had his sling. And he's going to go out and no battle. He's like, but he's not afraid in this situation. This guy coming at me with a sword, I'm not going to come at him with a stone. That is just not the way I battle. But he did, and he just and he proved that God is with him, and that there's no reason to be afraid because he triumphed in that day, and he killed Goliath. Now Moses, now he was one that he was afraid for his life, and he ran from Pharaoh. But many years later, you know, when he had got the calling on his life to save the children of Israel, he had come back and actually talked to, I believe, probably a different Pharaoh at that time. And he had come back and talked to them. And he's telling him, you know, let my people go. God has sent me, let my people go. He was not afraid of these situations at the time. He was not afraid to return to Egypt and fearful for his life. He was willing to go into the house of Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Now, someone who was seeking after my life, I don't think I could go back to them and just stand up and say, all right, you're going to let my people go. But whenever he has God on his side, whenever you have God on your side, you can do anything. It doesn't matter what's going on. You can do it. You can walk into any situation and be like, all right, my God said, let my people go. My God said, I am going to do this. All right, there is no reason to be afraid. And in the end, you know, Moses did bring his, uh, the children of Israel out of Egypt through many plagues through many situations after, even when Pharaoh was pursuing after his life, he did, you know, he did what God had called him to do. Now Gideon, now after the third fleece, he's like, you know, God, really? Is this really what's supposed to happen? All right, I don't know about this. All right, let's do something else. And then he did, God did something else. And he's like, ah, one more time, God. I won't ask you again after this one time. But Gideon he even, after the third fleece, he knew for sure that God was on his side. And God was sending him to battle the Midianites with 300 men. He had 30-some thousand men before to do this that he probably would have conquered easily. But God said he only wanted him to take 300. And whenever he had finally done the third fleece and he had gotten down to the 300 men, he finally said, okay, I will do it. And he led his men into battle. And they overcame the Midianites. They conquered. They did what God had set them out to do. What God had promised that they would do. And like I said, the Bible doesn't say anything about Noah being, you know, afraid or whatever. But could you imagine being mocked like that? How many times do we as humans, because, I mean, these men were humans as we were. As we are. As we are. Um. Could you imagine the mocking that you would get? How many times do we stop and hinder ourselves from doing something 
from what somebody comes up and maybe snark at what we're doing and laugh at us and tell us that we're crazy and that you're insane. And we're like, okay, well, maybe we are. Okay, maybe I won't do that. Maybe I am. Maybe that was just an overstretch. Maybe, maybe that's not what I am supposed to do because, you know, no, they don't think I'm supposed to. Maybe, you know, but that's not what God says. But so Noah, he just continues. He's like, you know, it's going to rain. You guys can come on the ark if you want. You know, it's, I'm going to save this people, but they're like, rain? We don't even know what rain is. But he does it anyway, and in the end, he does save his family and his own life because he was, afraid, he was fearful of the Lord, and he did the Lord's will as he had called him. Now, we have to understand that we have to continue to serve God even in our bad times. Even when we're down, no matter what's going on, we have to continue to serve God. And like I said, back to my four guys, these are my men for tonight. You know, David, he continued to live for God even when it seemed like he had nothing else to live for. When it seemed like he was going to lose his life, he continued to go. He, instead of rather than facing Saul whenever he was, you know, searching for his life and was ready to kill him, he was doing everything he could to continue to serve for the Lord. David, he, he'd had a rough life. He's done many things in his life. Even after he was king... And, but there was one thing David always continued to do. He always continued to repent. It didn't matter what he did, what situations he was going through, he always continued to talk to the Lord, to pray to the Lord, to repent for, his, for what he had done. And that is the main thing that we need to remember. Now Moses, now we all know about Moses and how he got angry with the children of Israel whenever he was supposed to save them, whenever he's leading them, you know, the 400 years or whatever. And Moses was told to speak to a rock, to let it flow water. The, the children of Israel were thirsty. They thought, you know, well, you just brought us out here to die out of Egypt, where even though we were in bondage, we still had food, we still had water, we were still able to live. So God tells Moses, you know, speak to this rock, and it will bring forth water. Moses was like, that they're going to think I'm crazy. They already are after me. They already think that I don't know what I'm doing type thing. And so Moses actually strikes the rock. And for this, God had told Moses, you will not enter into the promised land, which I have promised unto your people. The whole thing Moses is leading the children of Israel to. This is the whole thing he's seeking after, the whole, what they're trying to get to. But God tells him, you are not getting into this. But that doesn't stop Moses from serving the Lord. He understands what he had did, and he did what was wrong, but he continued to serve the Lord. And that's the thing that we need to realize is that we need to continue. No matter what we do, no matter what's going on in our life, we need to continue to serve the Lord. And Noah, he still built the ark. We all know about that situation. I don't really know how much more I can go with him. But Noah, he still built the ark no matter how much I'm sure he was mocked, no matter how much sure people said he was crazy, that it would never rain, no matter how much rain he had never seen. But on when that day, first day of that 40 days, I'm sure he thought he wasn't crazy. And he was glad that he did the work of the Lord. Now, like I said, all four of these men were human, just like you and me. They all faced trials and tribulations, just like we did, as I've mentioned. But they did not let anything stop them from serving the Lord. They didn't think, oh, well, I've done too much. I cannot serve the Lord. They continued to seek after the Lord. They continued to praise and repent and pray. And that's the thing that you need to keep in mind, is that that's what you need to do. No matter what's going on in life, no matter what situation you are facing, you need to continue to go after the Lord. 
Now, like I said, I know all four of these men, they are great men of the Bible, and what they've done are big things. You think, well, I can't do anything that big. Well, God's not asking you to, do, to save the children of Israel. You know, he's got, you know, you're over here. He's not asking you to do, build an ark because he said he would never flood the earth again. But what he is asking that you would follow him, that you would seek after him, that you would do his work, whether it be whatever, like cleaning in the back with the nursery, children, little kids, teaching, preaching. No matter what, that is what we are called to do. All of us are called different, called differently. But no, no one is greater than the other, and that's what I'm here to say. So, you know, and that's why we make up a whole body. We can't all be eyes, because then we could all see, but we wouldn't be able to hear. So we all, that's why we all have different attributes. That's why we all have different things that we can do. So, okay. Like I said, it takes all kinds to reach the lost souls. You may not be a preacher or a teacher, but you can see that person in Walmart and you can say, I know a God who can heal you. Like somebody in a wheelchair that has been just there from the day that they were born. I know a God that can heal you. I know a God that can heal your blindness, that can heal your deafness. So, like I said, my title says it, you know, what doth hinder you from serving the Lord? We need not let our brains outthink what the power of God can do. That's right. And with that, if you all stand with me, that's the one thing that I want to leave you with tonight, is that what doth hinder you? Don't let what somebody might be saying, what someone might be thinking, because you don't know what they're saying or what they're thinking. Don't let that hinder the work that you are doing for the Lord. Continue to seek after His face. Continue to read His Word, and you will find out what the calling of God is for your life. Hallelujah. And this altar is open if you guys just feel a calling on your life to come up here and just, you know, say, God... I know that you've called me to do something. I don't know what it is yet. I know there's something that you can use before. I don't know what it is yet. Come and speak to the Lord and pray that, that he will reveal that to you. Pray that he will open the door for whatever it is that you feel on your life. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.